Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. Welcome to Active Wear, the living word of God. Uh, we pray that... Uh, God has been there with you each day to strengthen and guide you. We ask his blessing and that your ears would be open to hear the word and to understand his love, that he loves you with an everlasting love, that his love will never fail. We pray for the eyes of your understanding to just be open, to have revelation and breakthrough in areas that you have sought to trust and to know the truth, and we give God all the glory. Uh, tonight, we're looking at uh, Colossians uh, chapter 1 and chapter 2, um, the glorious riches as a focus that we will uh, look at and that you would be encouraged in heart and that we as the body of Christ would be united in love. I want to share just... Uh, inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the prayer that's in uh, Colossians chapter 1 as we open up. It says, um, would not stop praying for you, asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. We pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord, may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who's qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sin. So, um, I guess uh, a foundation place to start that we've all been born. We've all been born in the flesh. And so if you understand that that's a requirement to be on the earth, you must be born in the flesh. Uh, God sent his son Jesus that we could be born from above, that we could be born from God, have our spirit life born, restored to relationship and life with God. And so as we look at things in the natural, God helps us uh, oftentimes to understand the spiritual. Uh, When creation was set up and man was placed in the garden, Adam and Eve were there and were experiencing God, experiencing love and truth. Um, They had one temptation from the serpent, and he... uh, tempted them to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So now in these times, we have to uh, understand that there is evil and there is good, and Satan has sought to twist uh, what is good so that we have a mixture of things and it keeps us uh, deceived or hindered from receiving God's glory, his perfect will, his good will. So just want to kind of share that with you as kind of a foundation of creation and that God, through his goodness, through his son and the work and the sacrifice that he made for us, we can be set free from the evil in the world, from our own rebellion and our own uh, desire to have our way versus what is good. So if you look at um, Colossians chapter 1, verse 21, we'll start there. It says, once you were alienated from God, were enemies in your mind because of evil behavior. So evil behavior 
convicts us in our mind that we're separated from God. But he wants us to know that now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish, free from accusation, if you continue in your faith. You know, faith is uh, a place where we come to understand what God, who he is, and that he loves us, and he desires good for us, and we can trust him at his word. You know, if you can't believe somebody, if you if they aren't truthful, then it's hard to trust them. But God is the father of truth, and he has continued to prove himself true throughout the centuries. And so I pray that you be encouraged to know that he's not separating you from him, but it's our evil behavior and our uh, condemnation in life that we think we are separated, but God wants us to come to the faith that we can trust him with his goodness, his glorious riches. So he says, if you continue in faith, establish and firm, not move from the hope held out in the gospel. The hope is the good news. This is the hope that you have heard and has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Now I rejoice, Paul says, in what I was suffering for you. You know, Paul... uh, oftentimes was uh, confronted with evil forces. He was stoned. He was uh, attacked. He was put in prison. Uh, So uh, he had to persevere uh, through evil and evil attacks to share the good news. But he became a servant by the commission God gave him to present to you the word of God in its fullness. So it's important that... uh, We understand God has a full word. It's the counsel, the full counsel of the Holy Spirit. I pray right now that would break through in your life to understand that God is love and that he is truth and he desires to give you understanding and wisdom if you will receive him and trust him where you're at and ask for his help. The Holy Spirit is sent to us to empower us and to help us to walk in the purpose and the goodness of God. So he says um, that you would be not moved from the hope held out in the gospel. So we see that he has been commissioned by God, Paul was, to present to us the word of God in its fullness, the mystery. A mystery can be a mystery, right? It's not always just right out in the open. You have to kind of dig in. You have to search it out to find it out. And it's been kept hidden, he says, for ages, generations, but it's now disclosed to the saints. So who are the saints? Those who have come to accept and believe in their heart that Jesus is the Son of God, that he gave his life for us, overcame sin and death for us, and have invited him to be our Savior and our Lord to forgive us and to restore us to right relationship with God, to have our spirits again alive to the truth and awakened to the word of life. He says he wants to make known among the nations the glorious riches of this mystery. Now, on a worldly aspect, when we uh, the world thinks of riches, it's uh, usually money, it's wealth, it's possessions, it's all the material things that uh, uh, entertain people during their time on earth. Oh, uh, you do realize that each of us have an expiration date on this bodysuit. Um, God wants us to live in good health and to be strengthened and strong and walk in, in good health. But there is an enemy that has come against us. And he, uh, when he came on the scene, sickness and uh, disease and other things uh, began to attack the body. But God uh, desires us to know that while we have this body, it gives us uh, the ability to operate in the kingdom of God and to bring his kingdom, as Jesus taught, to pray, Father, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. So that's God's desire to bring the kingdom of heaven, the spirit kingdom of God into the earth. And we have to receive that in our lives individually and then to share that and release it out into the natural world that we live. Um, it says that we proclaim, let's see, I'll back up, um, to know among the nations the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ. So Christ uh, is the Greek word, uh, and it means in English, the anointed one. It's in Hebrew, Messiah, the chosen one. And so uh, if that to understand that Christ was chosen to be the high priest, the king of righteousness, the king of peace, who would become our sacrifice and our intercessor to restore us to the kingdom of God and to the family of God. So this is the mystery. It's the hope of glory. Now you might wonder, what is glory? <laughs> well, <laughs> That's a hard thing to know, but a good thing to know. Uh, Moses asked the Lord to show him his glory, and he said that uh, his goodness would go before him. Um, one aspect or understanding of the glory, that the glory is God, and God is the glory. In other words, there's such a uniqueness, such a oneness that it's it's uh as you look at all creation you look at the expanse you look at the beauty you look at the complexity of it you look at the minute to the expanse of it it's just overwhelming so in the riches of his glory god is saying it's a mystery that you can have hope in christ jesus to be restored to that realm the very kingdom of God, the goodness and the presence of God, and to be at peace, not having any condemnation, but having righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Um, I hope that gives you encouragement for your heart that God desires to disclose his glory, and he has chosen to make it known to even to the nations, although it may seem a mystery in the natural, in the hope of Christ Jesus with the understanding of activation of the word in your life and the ministry of the Holy Spirit, he opens up that hope to have glory in Christ Jesus, to hope in his goodness, to hope in his riches, that he comes to give you a life that's blessed, a life that has peace, a life that has victory over sin and over death, that as a believer we will not die, we will put off this earth suit, but we our spirits will live in eternity and in the presence of God and that he will actually give us a glorified body that will never fade, perish, wear out, <laughs> be stained. So that's part of the hope of the glory of the riches of Christ Jesus. It's a mystery in some aspects because we still live in this body and this earth suit that uh, sometimes uh, struggles to uh, do what it's supposed to or has been damaged some and needs repairs. But God wants us to pray for his life to uh, renew us in our body, to have encouragement and to grow in him. I'm going to move down in chapter 2, verse 6 and 10 uh, to kind of sum this up for you as we uh, look at the riches, the glorious riches of Christ Jesus in us, the hope of glory. In verse 6 says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, and that's uh, something that I can't do for you, <laughs> we can't do for each other, that each of us have a will, and we decide whether we will receive Jesus as Messiah, as the Anointed One, and as Lord, 
And then as we take that step of faith, we find that uh, God's presence becomes more aware in our life and that we can live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith, and to be taught and overflowing with thanksgiving. In other words, there's your attitudes, your perspectives begin to change and to begin to have uh, the fruit of the Spirit that is love, peace, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, uh, you know, self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit, and God's blessing begins to be in your life where you love <laughs> others, uh, the, you know, I don't think, well, I'm sure if you think you've not broken a commandment, uh, you need to repent because there's ten commandments that God gave, and I know all of us have broken more than one in all likelihood. But Jesus said that the good news of the New Testament is that God calls us to love the Lord God, our God with all our heart and mind and strength, and to love others as ourselves. So God breaks it down to love, that we have love for him, we experience his love, and through that love we're able to love ourselves and to love others. So that's part of the glorious riches of God. And then he says, see to it that you overflow with thankfulness and also that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies which depend on human traditions and the basic principles of this world. For in Christ, all the fullness of deity, God, lives in the bodily form, and you've been given this fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and every authority. So we have something that we may not easily understand in our natural senses, but we can have daily uh, encounters with God. And, and just pray right now by the grace of God and the, the goodness of God that if you've been struggling to encounter and to trust God with something that's uh, been occurring in your life, it may be a loss, uh, uh, a death, an uh, accident, or just a... Uh, disappointment that that God would open up an encounter for you yes. so that you could trust him. I just pray that, that you would understand that he's there for you, and if you call out to him to reveal himself, he will. I pray for dreams and visions, uh, angelic assignments to come forth wherever you're at, whatever God has for you, and that you need that the atmosphere and the provision would be granted because on the mountain of the Lord where Jesus gave himself, it was provided. He is the Lord, our provider. So we declare his provision for you and the hope of glory would come into your life and that you would understand this his goodness, that you would trust him and that he has good for you. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose and a plan and that you can receive wisdom and guidance to grow and to be built up and strengthened in faith and taught of Christ Jesus. And just pray if there's any resistance to learn or to be taught that that would be cut loose and that you would have an openness, a desire to hear and to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Uh, Brother uh, James is online with me, and I just uh, welcome you, James, and I just ask you to kind of comment, share what maybe the Lord has uh, stirred and encouraged in you, and then we'll uh, look at Proverbs 16, the verses there, and look at some of the nuggets and how those could be of the benefit. Welcome, James. Thank you. Thanks for having me on again. Hello, everyone. So, my comment, first of all, would to be that this is an excellent, excellent invitation. It it really uh, is really a good way Paul broke it down to let you know that a 
if you think you're walking with Christ and sinning, you actually you're not. You're really an enemy to yourself as well as God. And B, there that that you can return, repent from your wicked ways, and and find rest. Yes, with thank you. Father God, it's possible. If you if if it's okay, uh, I like to read an invitation uh, that Jesus gave in the Book of Matthew, if that's possible. Sure. Is sure. that okay? Okay, yeah, James. <clears throat> so I'm I'm coming out of the Book of Matthew, chapter eleven, and I just want to read two or three verses, maybe. Let's see, verses. 28 through 30. And this is Jesus speaking. And Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are worry, weary, and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Men of life, if you're stressing about life, if you feel like the burdens of life are just a on you so heavy you don't have to do it by yourself if you surrender and rest in in God's ambience God Father God gives us all the invitation to don't be stressing don't be worrying you ain't got to do all that you literally just if you take time out just like you learned your ABCs and your one, two, threes, if you just take time out and learn how to live from God's perspective, you will find rest unto your souls. You will find that those mysteries that was that Doc talked about in Colossians will not be mysteries. They will really come to reality and in, in materialize in your life. But you have to do as many people have done and repent from your ways of the world. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to comment on in regards to uh, this Colossians uh, uh, road that we was traveling on. And thank you very much, Doc, for pulling me in and letting me sure. say this. Yeah. yeah, so there's a process we see that it's continued to live in him. It's it's a day choice that we have, you know. I choose to trust you today. Lord, I ask you to be active in my life. I do I do call on you to help me, uh, to carry my burdens, you know, uh, to understand you better, uh, to, you know, there's a relationship that you're going to uh, experience with God that's going to come alive. It's the uh, mysteries of the kingdom and the glory of God will open up. There's a peace that can surpass all understanding. There's a love that will surpass all knowledge. There's a freedom in the spirit and the life and the spirit to walk over uh, and have victory through trials that you come uh, Jesus says that in his presence is a fullness of joy and that your joy can be full and you can encounter his glory and be changed when we have encounters with God's glory, we experience change. And Lord knows we need to change. We can't change ourselves. I don't know. You may have tried to do that. Um, a lot of times it's uh, with the physical. I need to lose a little weight or I need to build up a little strength or I need to, you know, uh, be a little uh, better educated. But those things uh, can be good in some sense, but they won't really change our whole life and our understanding. To have hope, um, if we look at uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 16, verse 1, he says, To man belongs the plans of the heart, 
So we have a choice. God's given us choice uh, to choose and to plan, and it's our heart, it's our spirit that can make those plans. But he says, from the Lord comes the reply of the tongue. In other words, the word of God can correct. If you look at the second verse, it says, all man's ways seem innocent to him. You know, we've, you know, encountered uh, friends and family that said, you know, I'm a good person. You know, I, I don't do such and such. Or I, you know, I'm not stealing, killing, destroying. You know, I, you know, I'm pretty good. What, what I need God for? What I need? You know, what? You know how? But we think that if we think we're in charge, we find out that we're our own counsel, and it can be pretty precarious when uh, in the darkness you need light, you need understanding, and you don't have it. (laughs) So God comes to counsel us with the light and with the truth, the revelation to, to come, to change, to understand. And he says, all man's ways seem innocent to him, but the motives, oh, motives are weighed by the heart. You know, what's, what's your motive? You know, I, I want this. Uh, you know, I deserve this. This should be, you know, I shouldn't be treated this way. What's my motive? What, you know, what am I after? You know, I, I, well, it's all I. It's all I. It's me, me, you know. <laughs> it's all about me, what, you know, my short-term experience is. But again, there is a day of accountability. Even as believers, we will all appear before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ and to hear from the Lord, but also receive rewards for the things done in the body, whether we've chosen life, whether we've uh, given him honor and praise, whether we've been kind to others, whether we've uh, cared and blessed others. What, you know, what were our choices? But he says in verse 3, commit to the Lord whatever you do. So, James, you want to comment, pick up on these few verses at this point? Yes. I don't – I, I uh, like to comment on on verses uh, – mm. They all are some really dynamic, dynamic verses here. Verse 1 really spoke to me. You know, I can remember times in my own personal life here that everything I did was innocent. I had the mentality, actually, I really believed in the theory of Robin Hood. I can oh, wow. take from, yeah, I can take from the rich and give to the poor. And there's nothing wrong with that. I was thinking I was that was my my philosophy. I didn't see nothing yeah. wrong with uh yeah, I didn't see nothing at all wrong with uh uh gosh, just other stuff that I used to stand by. Oh, just in the name of surviving by all means necessary. It's okay that we're where we need to survive, huh? It's okay for the dog to eat the other dog or dog eat dogs. We heard that phrase mm-hmm. before. You know, and uh, the reality of that in my life, I found out to do more harm than help because of the fact of my motives. Even though sure. my motives, my motives were to 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 survive, but at what cost? Yeah, that's yeah. what the good Lord, you know, really brought to my attention. At what cost? He has given us a blueprint designed to make it here on this earth. And I'm referring to the Bible, you know, yes. the basic the basic book before of leaving life. earth. Yeah, <laughs> what is, yeah, the basic instructions of life, Bible, basic instructions before leaving earth. So, and if we choose to go another route, Regardless what, uh, my mama used to say this to me all the time, God bless her, so I truly miss her. But she used to tell me, 
She called me Jimmy. She said, Jimmy, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I say, oh. <laughs> it's, it's a hot, some hot pavement, brother, hot pavement. <laughs> yeah. So later on yeah. in life, you know, she, tell, she was telling me that out when I was thugging, mugging, and drugging. I hear her echoing right now in my ear. In my face, looking at me, telling me how I should be living. But nevertheless, uh, this is the, in, 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 in spite of everything I just said, verse 3, I have literally put it to the test. Okay. Now, I don't some people say you shouldn't test the Lord. But doggone it, I, I, you know, I tried a little bit of everything, got wrong results. Yeah. So before I committed to enough, Christ. He's big enough to handle it, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Hallelujah, he really is. But uh, when you say the word commit, I have committed to a whole bunch of things and got crazy results. So when I, I took a gamble and I committed to the Lord, everything. You name it, I gave it to Christ. You name it to do it, I did it. I wouldn't care how bizarre or how against the grain or how in, 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 how it may contra, con, it may have been totally against everything that my daddy taught me, my uncles taught me, the boys in the neighborhood taught me, uh, even some things my mama taught me. But yeah. the Lord prevailed on his word. His word... <laughs> The verse says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Hmm. Whatever you do, huh? Now, that whatever you do, don't get it twisted. He ain't talking about go go out and open up a crack house and uh, get you some money to buy no. your baby some pampers. That ain't what he's talking about, whatever you do. Whatever you do, it falls in the boundaries of his blueprint. Yes, it will. That, that's the key exactly. for me is to know his blueprint. Yes. You know what I'm saying there, Roy? Yes. He works out, the next verse says, the Lord works out everything for his own end, even the wicked for a day of disaster. So there's an aspect that we see there's wickedness going on. People are stealing, killing, and destroying. Uh, but God is above all that. He's able to work out that. You know, if you don't know what really evil is, you might think, well, you know, maybe good isn't all right. But if you begin to see evil and you begin to encounter evil and you begin to experience evil, you're pretty sure that you start realizing what it is. It's evil. And it helps you understand the contrast. You know, there's light, there's dark, there's night, there's day, there's love, there's hate, there's wisdom, there's foolishness. You know, without the contrast, you know, because we ate of the tree of knowledge and good and evil, we've got to have some understanding of both so we can choose. And at some point, a wicked person decides, I don't really care. I have no desire to receive God's love and goodness. I reject that, and I become involved only in me. I can't and I won't see beyond myself. That, to me, represents wickedness. But there is a day of disaster for wickedness. You know, um, usually when a child's about three years old, he, he thinks he's in charge of the world, <laughs> you know? And uh, yes, they can pretty much boss and <laughs> want their way all the time. But as they begin to understand and receive guidance and learn, they begin to understand that, you know, uh, there's a bigger world out there than just me. It's not all about me. There's a whole creation of God, but there's uh, uh, mankind. There's other people that are trying to uh, grow and do what's right or, or struggling. And that uh, 
you know, the process is there for each of us. You know, we as uh, Christians, believers, followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we, we try to reach out to uh, where people are and, and encourage them to to change, allow God to come in and to help them to find uh, comfort and and uh, wisdom to do better. Uh, God's not putting us down when we fail, but it's it's when we choose not to learn, we choose not to to grow or turn away from the failures, and and, and people that embrace the failures will continue on that road. I mean, you know, if you're going on a road that's taking you to hell, you know, with good intentions. The only way you're going to get off of it is change direction. You're going to have to make a decision that, you know, this is not a good way to be going. I need to change. And since God is offering change to me, I think I need some help to do it. I can't do it on my own because many times people try to do it all on their own. As you were sharing about Robin Hood and that uh, philosophy, I was reminded of the culture that's uh, prevalent today. It's uh, referred to as socialism, that, you know, the people that have worked and earned have something, so why don't we just take from them? They've got more than they need, at least that's what we think, instead of us working and, and, you know, Finding our own way, and and uh, yes, you know we can we can give and support others, but it's that philosophy that you know what's yours is mine. I deserve it because I'm here, and and uh, so it really uh, can mess a person up to think that you know again it's all about me rather than about uh, sharing and working together uh, to receive. He says if you commit. To the Lord, whatever you do, you have to do stuff. You know, you can't just sit on your butt <laughs> and say, oh, it's all going to come to me. <laughs> no, it's you begin to be led uh, how you can uh, be a benefit to somebody else. You get paid when you have a job or you work for the benefit that you do. <laughs> so there's that process that we learn to uh, to be active and whatever, and, you know, it's the same in ministry, too, that, you know, as a, a minister shares the gospel love of Jesus, you have to uh, be willing to uh, work with others, help them to grow and to be strengthened. Amen. So that kind of puts a, a, quite a bit of light on the <laughs> plans that we make. Yeah, you said a lot. Help we need. You want to read that verse, uh, four, uh, verse five for us. We're going to look at it. Verse five, sure. Verse five says, "The Lord detests all proud of heart. Be sure of this: they will not go unpunished." Mm-mm-mm. You know, one way I learned these proverbs is by doing exactly what it says. Don't do. Yeah, Yeah. this is the way, I mean, you just couldn't really just tell me, don't do this. You couldn't tell me that the stove is hot, don't touch it. Let me see. Let me touch it anyway and see. Is it really? Yeah, but this one right here, this verse right here, uh, proud heart of the world. The world says that it's okay to be proud. Be a stand-up guy. Be a made man. The world tells us this in so many form, fashion, and ways. But um, it's nothing really wrong with being proud. There's nothing really wrong with being having pride. Actually, pride is a God-given instinct. But here's the deal. The world has perverted it. You know, Satan is the great artist of perversion. He perverts anything and everything he has something to do with. In my case, in most, in a lot of other people's cases, proudness being having pride is turned into a certain type of perversion that it edges God completely out of the equation. And then anybody else, you can stomp on anybody else and treat them any way. 
you know? Yeah. Any kind of way. This is one reason why I am so totally anti-alcoholism or Mm -hmm. abuse of drinking because when you get these wines and spirits inside of you, it pumps you up and it, it, it lifts up any any lofty situation, imagination, and it will pump mm-hmm. it right up, especially up against the knowledge of we, of God, yeah. which God is helps is so in, in the sense of speaking, it puts when our pride is pumped up since we're made in his image in his likeness, we have a god like conscience to a certain degree we would he would literally have to set us down for we could understand. Sort of mm-hmm. like that three year old you was talking about, in order they yeah. got their understanding they got a they got a spanking in most cases. Some of them was just genuinely can understand, but a, a child like me, I got put in time out. I got spankings and all that. But at the same token, I know if you spank your kid today you might be in trouble, so please uh this is this <laughs> a disclaimer against that. You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> Well, about spanking. A, a big part of discipline that God desires is correction. It's training. You know, uh, if you do something wrong and uh, then you're taught how to do it right, training then means to repeat it, to practice it. And as we walk in faith, sometimes we have to go through that process of just practicing what's right. You know, yes. that get, get up in the morning, get ready, uh, take care yep, of some things, have some breakfast, you know, eat, do, uh, you know, be active, eat, you know, there's all sports. Imagining yourself doing this, you mm-hmm. literally have to see yourself walking it out. Yep. Yes. And so practice our faith will build us up. You know, there's three aspects of, of our body. Uh, we need to have nourishment. So our spirit needs the word of God. We need that nourishment. Our body needs food, water. We need life in the spirit. We need that nourishment. Uh, We also need exercise. In other words, we need to exercise our faith. We need to speak the word of God over our lives and over our circumstances. And we need to pray in the word of God. And we need to um, activate the word of God. (laughs) It is active where. And then we need to... Rest. It's important that you have those in some form of of balance in your lives to be uh, strong in Christ and in the love and the purpose of God. So that process, you know, Jesus is the word. He's the living word. He's the written word. He's the spoken word. Uh, He is our teacher. So we have time. We spend time uh, being taught of him and as putting it into practice, uh, teaching is about training. Uh, it's not just about uh, filling our mind with something, but it's also about uh, being a doer of the word Christ says. And then we need that rest, the time that we quiet, our body can rest, but we have those quiet times just to hear from God, just to be in his presence and, and to be uh, um, encouraged in our heart and just uh, encounter his love in those quiet times uh, you can really uh, express God desires to reveal himself to us and as we are quiet before him he many times will just uh, his love and his joy and peace will just come in and we'll encounter him better Amen Verse 6 says, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. So love and faithfulness are are key. You know, God is love. You know, there's no love in Satan. He is all about hate. Uh, the, uh, (laughs) The world is such a twisted mixture of love, there's uh, mostly lust and, and uh, just uh, just destruction in, in the world nature because that's from the, the rebellion nature of Satan, of pride. But he says, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for through the fear of the Lord. 
a man avoids evil. So the fear of the Lord is where we begin to reverence him, we begin to look to him. Excuse I've learned, you know, Could you, say one thing. Before you, before you go, go that direction, would you please uh, collaborate on the word atoned? Okay. Atoned. Well, that's to make amends. That's to uh, justify or to uh, restore. In other words, to bring back to the place in which it was intended, you know, to take away that which came in to disrupt and destroy, but to bring back the intention and the goodness, the purpose. So, uh, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. God is love. He's faithful. Jesus was faithful even to the cross. Uh, you know, considering the joy that he would, uh, there would be repentance and love. There would be atonement so, for all that would trust him, so, all that would receive him. As many as received him, it said he would give power to become children of God, born of God, so born of the Spirit. The atonement doesn't happen through money, then. No, no, you can't buy it. The atonement doesn't ha- does not happen through pride, neither, or pridefulness. No, no? So okay. the sacrifice of Jesus, His body and His blood. Thanks for thanks for kind of enlightening that for me, for us. Sure, thank you. Sure. So the fear of the Lord is. Uh, Another point in that scripture that uh, can, you know, when God appeared on the mountain before uh, the nation of Israel and and, uh, it shook and the lightning and the the atmosphere was so explosive, so overwhelming, they, they pleaded with Moses, don't let him speak with us, just tell him speak to you, it's... Too fearful because they were in their own sin nature. They'd been in the world. They'd been in Egypt where everything of the world order of lust and evil was carried on from, you know, sacrifice of babies to all kinds of evil. And when they were confronted with a pure and holy God who's all consuming, they were struck in terror. But in the revelation of God through forgiveness and through his atonement, uh, through the sacrifice of Jesus, we can have a fear that is one of honor, that we realize how good he is and that he is the one who delivers us and redeems us. And so in the holy fear of God, we learn to run to God. If we mess up, you know, like a young child that's, uh, you know, been hurt or is, you know, scared, they run to their parent, and the parent picks them up in their arms and says, what's wrong? Here, let me help you, you know, and they begin to comfort. That's the God that we fear. That's the God that we revere, that we can come to him with our deepest uh, hurt or sorrow or even our wrongdoings and that you know, we can trust him that he loves us and he will help us walk through that and be restored, receive his atonement and change, and change, find grace to change. So that's a powerful verse for us. And then 7 says, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to live at peace with him. Say, you know, that right there, when a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live peace with him. That's enough right there to make that's enough right there to make me fear the Lord. Fear the fear of losing that promise. You know, in verse three God promises if we commit to him uh he, will, he if we commit to him whatever uh you do you you will be successful mm-hmm. so 
uh, that's enough to make me fear losing the connection for Lord because I strive to be successful in everything I do. I strive to be at peace and unity with mankind. And to lose the power to accomplish that, that brings forth a, a sense of healthy fear in me. Does it mean you? Amen. Yeah, we don't. We know that there's good boundaries. That if we will uh, allow God to help us uh, develop those, and then where we don't, we honor Him. We don't want to cross those boundaries. We don't want to. Uh, sin against others but we don't want to really hurt hurt the heart of God you know that, that his heart desires what's good and, and what is true and, and what's of love and, and when we reject that it, you know it's like a father when the, you know their their child uh, chooses a lifestyle of rebellion or sin it, you know it, it breaks your heart and you long for them to repent and to come back to the truth and to the relationship and fellowship that that uh, is good, that's right, and, and to be restored. So that hope there and, and through the process of growing that, that fear of the Lord helps you to, you know, I'm not going to cross that barrier. It's not an option for me uh, to go out and steal or kill or destroy. It's you know, my desire to go out and bless and to be a blessing and to share the hope that God has given us and the love that he has for us and uh, come alongside where I can, but also uh, to uh, bring the devil to account where he's taking advantage of others. It's, you know, we're called to uh, to cast out and to expose the devil were called to be salt and light to the world. And so we can't just sit back and, and say, you know, <laughs> just go your way. It doesn't matter. No, there's an enemy that snared you and has deceived you, and you need to see that is happening and that God is good and there's hope and a plan that he has for you. And we're here to say, let's be set free from this. Let's turn and be healed in Jesus' name. Well, let's move on to 8, brother. Do you want to read that one? Sure, why not? Verse 8. Okay, it reads, Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. Man. Let me read one more time. Let me, yeah, let me read it one more time. Better in a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. That really, that's, that's just really, uh, it really just makes me reminisce on the days that I really thought I was doing something by getting money by all means necessary, just getting it, and then accumulating it, and then buying material stuff and just having a whole bunch of stuff that's literally worth nothing in the long run. It just really... Garbage dumps are full of stuff that people bought and worked hard for, but it didn't take long for it to end up in the garbage dump. (laughs) But this little that I have now... Grace with the righteousness of God is more some of the most valuable stuff that I ever have accumulated in my life. And the only thing, the go-getter attitude or the I want attitude was there, but it is saturated with his righteousness. It brings so much fulfilling that I am overflowing. This is this. I'm at a point in life where I see my cup overflowing, and it's not because I got a lot of materialism. I have a lot mm-hmm. of righteousness. Praise Thank Jesus, Hallelujah. And you know, I uh, remember one time uh, I was, we uh, were working with foreign exchange students uh, from China at uh, college and. Uh, we had a, a care group, a home group we worked with, and, uh, 
you know, most of them, this was some years ago, you know, had never driven a car or, you know, didn't have a lot of things, but they were pursuing that higher education, you know, that the, the communist nation would uh, would allow them to do. And But uh, there was one guy in particular uh, that just graduated. He was heading, getting ready to head to New York, had a kind of beat up car that uh, was leaking oil pretty bad and trying to help him with it to, uh, to look at it. We put it, jacked it up, and uh, it uh, had a big bumper on it. We used a bumper jack on it, and the uh, oil plug was stripped out. So I uh, crawled under it and was putting a new plug in, and uh, the jack uh, flopped out from under Actually, the bumper was rusted so bad that it broke off And as I was coming after the car. And as I was talking to him under there, I said, you know, he's all excited about going to New York, making all this money and all these plans. And I said, well, I don't, you know, there may be something to look forward to, but, you know, what price or where can you find peace? You know, that true peace, to have peace in your heart and your mind. And, and so I'm mm-hmm. saying that, I'm coming out from under this, and this car collapses and bounces on me, and I end up with a, a cracked rib and a 13 stitches in my Ouch. face and kind of bruised Ouch. and beat up. But, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, wow, God, I'm, I'm sharing this man with peace. But, you know, he's running around in hysteria, and I'm laying there at peace and complete peace with the Lord. And so, uh, you know, God gets gets me stitched up and, uh, you know, hospital and all that. But as I saw him off, that was one of the last, you know, we had about 20-some students that we worked with, and most of them uh, really began to open or receive Jesus and hope of the gospel. But uh, I trust that God, you know, used that encounter to help him wherever he went and whatever happened, that he would seek peace from the Lord Jesus Christ and know his peace. So. God's faithful, uh, you know, there's things that happen in our own lives, you know, like that incident, uh, it, but I recovered, you know, and I praise God for the grace. It, I did, uh, you know, struggle for a few weeks to be the witness and to share the gospel is easy, but uh, I learned that even in a trial and injury that there's victory through it, and God will increase your faith. To, that you know, if you're not concerned about harm, this body's temporary. <laughs> Life and the spirit is eternal, and you know we're all going to die someday. <laughs> and you know, nobody thinks it'll be today. <laughs> you know, nobody, for the most part, you know, thinks that this is the day Amen. I'm going to die. You know, but Amen. that death is only a temporary. It's just putting off this old, uh, old shell. If we have received and been born of God and received his life for our salvation. Amen. Amen. Okay. So verse 9, in its heart a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. So we find we make plans, but God's involved with our life. He doesn't just leave us to... Uh, our own plans. He comes in with circumstances and influence and the power of the word and uh, of other believers. He even has angels on assignment for us to help us and to uh, guide our steps. You know, <laughs> sometimes you know, like we mess up, like you said, sometimes God was still there to help you find a way of righteousness, a way of truth. Someone told me one time, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, Will, I am very guilty. I have my life mapped out to what it was going to be. And it, it went the opposite direction. And honestly, I keep telling you truth, to be uh, to be entangled with the Spirit of God was never, ever on the forecast. But mm-hmm. today is a day that I praise the Lord for changing my plans and putting me in, make of me lay down in green pastures. 
Make you neat. Yes, I I praise the Lord for that. Put me near next to still waters. That was not in the forecast, but I I will never leave. I say that boldly in the name of Jesus. I am here because of the sweetness of the nectar of the fruit from the fruit of the spirit of God. Yes. So the glorious riches, the glorious riches, the hope of God, Christ in us. We we share that hope, you know, to to have encouragement in your heart, to be united in love with God and to be able to love others. That's the kingdom of God, and it's coming here on earth to change. You know, oftentimes in some religious circles, they talk about God in the past, but he's the God in today. He's still doing miracles. He's still doing signs and wonders. He's still raising the dead. He's still healing the sick. He's still setting captives free. This is the God we know and the God that wants to be active in your life and wants your faith to be built up through the word of God. So we just really encourage you in the active way of God. You know, uh says that it's important. I'm going to jump to verse 13. He says, kings take pleasure in honest lips. They value a man who speaks the truth. Uh, I... By the grace of God, I've received grace. I've received truth. It's in my heart to share the truth and the love of God wherever you're at right now. If you're in pain or if you're uh, just in despair right now, God wants to touch you. And I just declare the witness of the Holy Spirit, the testimony of Jesus, the word of prophecy, that your ear will be open to hear the voice of God and hear that he loves you that he is there for you and he will bless you. He asks you to call on his name, to cry out for him, and he will show up. He says, if you call on me, I'll answer you. And he's encouraging right now to call on him. You know, say, if, if you haven't experienced him, if you don't what you need, what a witness you need, ask of the Lord. Ask of him right now. Have faith to ask. Have faith to call. And he will answer you, and he will restore you and order your steps right right now. And I just praise you, Lord, for the comfort of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of your angels on assignment for each one that hears this message and is responding, Lord, that you are the Lord who's there. You are the Lord who's present, and your presence is made known to them. Their eyes of understanding be opened and their ears be opened now in the name of Jesus. If you've got pain, if you've got pain in your body right now, just speak to the pain. Bow to the name of Jesus. I speak healing over your body to be strengthened now in Jesus' name, to recover now in the name above every name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God loves you. He's for you. He comes into your life to stay and to make a way. Praise him. Praise him. Well, brother, if you want to close with uh, anything and just uh, close us with a word and uh, God puts on your heart, we'll sign out as you close. Okay. So uh, I just want to say, if you don't know Jesus, please, Please take this moment right now yes. to uh, give yourself to him. If you have the desire to give yourself to him and you do not know him, please repeat that to me and say, Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, take my soul. I repent from my sins and I surrender myself to thee. In this moment, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. If you repeat that after me, then consider yourself welcome into the kingdom of God, into a, to a blood-bought family where Jesus is Lord, God is, God is God, he's our Father, and Jesus is our Lord. And I was, I was suggesting to you that you find yourself a a Jesus Christ faith-based church or 
Hang out with somebody that you know is a Bible thumper that gets off and read that word. Amen. <laughs> yoke up. Yoke up with the Lord. And yes, thank you. Praise God. We'll sign off. Uh, active wear. Uh, wear it every day in Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.